everyone. This is Amanda Borchel Dan. And I'm Jessica Steinberg. Your host for Times Will Tell. A weekly podcast from the Times of Israel. Hello, Times Will Tell listeners. It's Jessica Steinberg. Get ready for some music and words about music from the East and the West. Our guests this week are Shani and Yahala Lachmish, sisters, musicians, singers, and composers. They've been singing on stage since they're just kids with their mother and grandmother and probably some other family members as well. I think their father too, because he's a chazan, a cantor. And they're here to talk about their band, Tandu, which is a loose translation from the Aramaic term for togetherness. And that really resonates in terms of their musical spirit and their sense of family that runs through clearly everything that they do. They're inspired, in part, and as well, by their great-grandmother, who they called Savtana. I'm sure they'll tell us more about her name, their name for her, and their father Chaim as well, a cantor and a paitan, which is a singer of piyut, liturgical poems, in their arrangements of falafel jazz, they'll tell us what that is, piyut, those liturgical poems, soul, world music, they'll tell us about their album, which is being released right now, and I will stop speaking and say hello to Shani and Yahala. Hello. Hi. Wait, now each of you say hello separately so that we can know whose voice is whose. <laughs> so my voice is lower. I'm Shani. <laughs> and I'm Yahala. So welcome to you. We're very happy to have you on The Times Will Tell, uh, our weekly Times of Israel podcast. But first of all, I have to ask this question. I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to ask, but I'm not really. Falafel jazz. Could you tell us what that is? Because I don't think I'm the only one who is a little bit curious about that term. So there are so many well-known uh, Israeli jazz musicians all over, like through, all over the world. And they bring this Middle Eastern kind of feel to their music, whether it's the different measures, different uh, styles of like different rhythms that they use or the different scales, the modes that they, they put in their music that are oriental in their feel or or bring a different sense to the European jazz or the American jazz. And it they got like this name of the falafel jazz. Tell us about your album that's coming out. It's your first album. What pushed us to do it was uh, COVID. We were stuck at home with um, without any performances live. And we were thinking, what can we still do? Because COVID will be over eventually. And we thought I, I started to imagine the day after. So I said, okay, this is the time to start working on an album. It's a lot of work inside before we take it outside. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Plus it's like another way to get to our audience mm. because we can't get to our audience right. in live performances. So okay. it was like, how could we still get there? We need to send ourselves some way. So let's do it with recordings and put it online. Give us a little bit of a sense of what we're going to be hearing on the album. So maybe first of all, we'll say that the name of the album is, as you said, it's Savduna. It's named after our great grandmother. And um, it's like Savdush. It's like a, a nickname for Savda, Savduna. So we had Savda and we had Savduna. Although we didn't really have her because she passed away before when I was a year old and before Yara was born. You didn't get to grow up with her. I, I got the uh, Mia Hala. I'm named after her. Her name was Diamantina 
from the word diamond, diamond, and my name Yahala is from Yahalom in Hebrew. So I, I feel like I have some, maybe some of her spirit. Yes, she does. <laughs> she was a very spiritual lady and she was like the woman who held the family together. Uh, so maybe something about that, the familiness, the togetherness and being very close and related to to prayer, to God, to the tr- Jewish tradition and having that as something that is like a light in her life and in others that knew her. The Pew team are, are, are all traditional uh, in a way and and it's not only bringing in different voices from different communities around the world, but it's also... Uh, bringing this connection to our roots and to fa- our family and inviting other people to be involved with their own tradition and with their family story and and to, to be more open to have this in our day-to-day life. Can I put you on the spot this early in the interview and ask you to sing a little snippet of something so that the listeners can get a sense of what we're talking about here? So we'll sing uh, the chorus of Go for Piyut El Adil, which was our first single. Uh, came out uh, 10 months ago, I think. No, a little less, maybe eight months ago. El Okay, love it. Um, Okay, so tell us what it's about. Tell us, and then we'll discuss, let's talk a little bit about Piyut generally, but tell us what El Adir is about, what you're singing. Usually Piyutim, when you think about Piyutim, they're ancient. They were written, we have a few Piyutim written by Ibn Gabirol a thousand years ago. But this piyut is pretty new. It was written by someone that lives in Haifa today. And um, we, Yala, I was in touch with him years ago and, uh, and talked to him more about the meaning of the piyut. And it's about um, gratitude. Yeah. Gratitude and uh, to yeah. see things in life in in the light. I, I, I want to say in the light of God, but it sounds weird in English. <laughs> to see the good, the, the perspective, and like to, to, to and to thank God for every everything you have in life, which really speaks the language of our grandmothers, that they were really full of gratitude for everything in their life, although their lives were really uh, hard, yeah. but still they could see. God in everything, his blessing in everything. Where did your grandmothers come from? Libya. Piyut, liturgical poems, I keep on saying it just because if you're not familiar with the term, then you kind of need to hear the explanation a few times. It's very big in Israel right now, and it has been for a while, sung by many different kinds of singers, uh, young and old. Um, People have been singing it for decades, people who are bringing it into their repertoire. What do you think? I mean, as you said, this one, for instance, is religious. It's talking about God. And yet we have many kinds of singers who are singing team to audiences who might not necessarily be thinking about God so much or about religion or about belief. What do you think it is that has made Piyut, these liturgical words, catch on so deeply again or now? What do you think it is about you? You have audiences. What What do you think they're reacting to? 
On Sunday, we had um, how our, say, our launch party for the album. Launch party for the album. People started to come. There were a few people just wandering around this beautiful place we were uh, preparing at. And uh, someone asked, uh, who are you? And we said, we're having uh, a performance here soon. We just got out our album. And he looked uh, secular. Um, and uh, we told him it's an uh, album of Piutim. And I was sure, but this is, own, I don't know why, this is my bad. I was sure he was going to say, oh, that's nice, and then leave. But he actually stayed, and he, and he said, wow, really, Piotim? And he looked, and he, and he was interested, and he said, this is ours. This is everyone. It's not only, it doesn't only belong to, to religious people. This is our Shoroshim, uh, our roots. Our roots. So he was really excited about it. He got an album at the spot. It was really exciting. First of all, that some people maybe don't speak the language of religion or, or belief in God, but they do, have, they do believe in something and they do have tradition or, or the Jewish culture as something cultural that is a part of my story and not necessarily something that relates to... Religious law. Yeah. And is, and is something that makes me, brings me closer to my friends, to my family, to, to myself. I think it even brings us closer to ourselves, uh, opening this gate to tradition. And, and it's also these, some of these texts that we said that have been written years ago, hundreds of years ago and thousands of years ago, they were really so deep. And like each and every word has so much in it mm. that it's, it's like any poetry, you know, that it's something about this, this beautiful art that is very, it's like a magnet. <laughs> you feel like you're, you're really, uh, uh, y- you want to be there. You want to be a part of this. And I think that bringing that, those beautiful texts and the stories that come with them and the, the meaning that they have and bringing them with a fresh attitude, a music, first of all, like bringing different traditions, as Shani said before, it's, mm-hmm. it's everyone. It's not having just one tradition. Right. Where our dad's from Libya, our mom's from England, and it's not just bringing our own family story, our own tradition. It's bringing this whole kibbutz goliot, this whole beautiful in-gathering of the diaspora. In-gathering of the exiles. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that's something that is really, first of all, like opens uh, the door for everyone to be a part of. And, and also, it, it is telling a bigger story that is very special. And also, just musically, it's ve- really special to have this world music kind of thing. It, it really actually is world music. Sometimes people use this because they don't know how to de- define what they're doing. So it's like, oh, we're doing world music, like different influences. <laughs> but this is really what we're doing. This came from Afghanistan, and this came from Algeria, and this came from Iraq, and this came from, from uh, Europe. And it's like all these different sounds together with our own interpretations they just bring something else. And it's like the whole that matters. Apropos tendu, right? Like tendu, it's like the togetherness. It's not, not that the one of them by itself could not be the same. You know, people today don't really release albums anymore. Some do. And I, I'm a fan of albums and I really <laughs> buy CDs. But but yeah, I, I, I see that less, you know, people just release another single, another single, another single, another single. And then like they could maybe say at the end, oh, this is an album because I've already released seven or eight of those. But when we were working on, when we met our musical producer, which is a very close friend of ours, Uriel Weinberger, we told him from the first spot, he's like, this is going to be an album. He said, why? Why do you want to do an album? And we <laughs> said, because... It's not only about this one piyut and this other piyut and this nigun. 
It's about all of them together telling a story. And he really got it. And he said, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I, I want to do this with you. We're going to take a quick break from my conversation with Yahala and Shani Lachmish of Tandu, talking about Piyut liturgical music and their band and their debut album. Shalom, dear listeners. This is Daniil Hartman. And I'm Yossi Klein Halevi. Together we host the podcast For Heaven's Sake from the Shalom Hartman Institute. These have been some of the most challenging days for me personally, for Israel, and for the Jewish people. And one of the ways in which I've gotten through this is that I found solace and meaning through discussions with my dear friend and study partner, Daniil Hartman. And I hope that the Times of Israel listeners will join us as we continue to tackle the pressing questions facing the Jewish people here at For Heaven's Sake, which has become the number one Judaism podcast. Well, Daniil, I'd also like to recommend the Identity Crisis podcast hosted by our colleague and friend Yehuda Kurtzer. It's a series of fantastic conversations with leading figures in Jewish life, thought, and culture. You know, for decades, the Hartman Institute has been a preeminent destination for Jewish ideas and learning. Now you can access Hartman Ideas on these chart-topping podcasts at shalomhartman.org forward slash podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll privileged to help guide you through these challenging and even unsettling times. Hi, Times Will Tell listeners. We're glad you're with us for Times Will Tell, our weekly Times Visual podcast. You should also check out our daily briefing, the 15-minute podcast dropped every Sunday through Thursday, in which we speak to our fellow Times of Israel reporters and correspondents covering the very latest news and headlines. You can subscribe to The Daily Briefing wherever you find your podcasts. We're back with Shani and Yahala Lachmish, two sisters who are part of Tandu, a band that sings liturgical music, as well as falafel jazz and some other interesting concepts out there in the music world. Have a listen. Tell me a little bit about what it was like. I know that you tell stories in your performances. Tell me what it was like to grow up with a father as a chazan. Did he sing piyut at the dinner table, or was it only in in the Beit Knesset, in the synagogue? Or was it, you know, as I always say, like thrasmosis, like you just heard it coming into your ears at different times in your childhood and growing up? So this is going to be embarrassing. <laughs> Our father for it. sang a piyutim uh, forever. I mean, it came from his own home. Uh, his mother would sing piyutim. His father, before passed away, was also a chazan. And um, when we grew up, it, it was a very hard competition between piyutim or jazz. <laughs> So it wasn't very hard for us because we always wanted to hear the jazz. <laughs> jazz and musicals and Israeli yes, songs and exactly. anything that is not piyutim. Yes, so Abba would sing the piyutim and he would sing uh, over the Shulchan Shabbat. Right, the Friday night table. So not in a very nice way we would shift into something else. Yes. We, we didn't We didn't really... Uh, Appreciate it. Not or... appreciated, nor did we give it any chance. 
uh, when we were growing up. But we're but, doing Chazara B'Tshuva now. Yeah, we're, we're doing Tshuva and we're doing a, a great Tikkun and we also sometimes, I, I also sometimes do workshops with my dad and we tell our story and it's, it's a, we're in a better place now. So we did grow up with those sounds and we did. You're repenting for your teenage ways. Yeah. Yes. So we, if we felt comfortable to disturb our father singing piyutim, we would never do that to our grandmother. So I do remember some piyutim. She would she would sing. I, I would never stop my grandmother singing. Right. Mm-hmm. So and I do remember some piyutim from growing up. And it's only after I left home and I started getting interested through friends that first started with a musical aspect of like learning the Arabic music and the maqam. And then I was like fascinated by that. And when I told them that my dad knew maqam, maqam is like the the theoretical Arab Arab music. They were like, what? Their eyes popped out of their heads. They're like, wow, he knows maqam, he's so cool. And I was like, yeah, yeah, my dad's cool. And I knew it was cool, but I didn't know that that was also part of him being cool. So then I started then realizing that there's something there that I want to learn more and, 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 and be more involved in. It wasn't yet in the piyut, just like musical, uh, um, how do you say it, uh, sakranut, like, uh, just like musical curiosity, like to learn this, these beautiful tunes and like, where do they come from and these spe- special modes. And then uh, when I finished my, my uh, I, I learned composition in the Rubin Academy in Jerusalem. And when I finished there, I started working in a, an organization called Kehilot Sherot, that they, their whole uh, vision is bringing back the piyut. And they were like a part of this, this whole uh, movement. Yeah, the whole movement of the pi- of like bringing back the piyut. And they, they taught men and women together. And they, uh, they they asked me to open a group for, for young adults. And I was pretty shocked that they asked a woman to do so. I was like, okay, that sounds like a good job. I'm going to do that. <laughs> and then I fell in love with this magical world. And I started singing, sending my family all these few teams that we learned. And Shani was like, we, ha- we have to do that in Tandu. We must do <laughs> that in Tandu. And then we started, yeah, we started thinking of this. And we, we didn't, we just like, started bringing in here and there some PU team, some Nigunim. And that's like our first time really bringing it. We were dreaming of this PU team performance that we were going to do. And then when COVID started, we were like, okay, so we already have this vision of a PU team performance. It's going to happen after COVID. Let's start now the album that is going to be with the same program. So. Shani, I'm going to ask you this first as the older sister. What is it like to work together as sisters? You've been doing it a long time. So first of all, I think Yala and I really complete each other. Yala, uh, she spoke really nicely about all the PU team, but it's really thanks to her because all these years she learned and she um, did her research. I was still out of the picture. I still didn't listen to PU team. Only what Yala brings to the table, that's what I listen to and, and fall in love with. She can make me fall in love with every single piyut. I would hear it and I would say, ah, it's not it's not really nice. And then she would sing it and I would be, wow, this is amazing, it's beautiful. <laughs> so Yala is amazing with everything to do with the, the musical arrangements, the thinking about about all the all the harmonies and the and the how would you say um ibudim and uh, the the arrangement. She is like without her we wouldn't have our 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 band 
And I think I'm what I'm good at is with the ideas. I'm like, okay, let's do an album. Good luck, Yala. And then I leave the room and she does all the job. It's not only the ideas. It's the writing. Shani yeah, make, I, okay. I, so I learned composition, as I said, but I don't compose unless Shani comes with a sheet of paper and says, you are composing right now <laughs> and takes anything that could distract me and just makes sure that that's what I'm doing right now. So, yeah. so I'm on the all the arrangements. She's a band manager. Got it. Can I ask you to sing something else a cappella? Something that shows the other things that we also spoke about a little earlier. Maybe something, I don't know, piute falafel jazz. Uh, g- give us a little bit of something about what worked for you guys together. Maybe can I offer, because we have a piutim yeah. and also a nigunim, although what I want to yeah. sing is also a piut, I did nefesh, I thought. Um, I'm sure that a lot of uh, a lot of the listeners probably know what a piut is without realizing that it's a piut. For example, a yedid nefesh that we have in our album is a very, very known piut written by... Um, and some some communities sing it before Shabbat or in Kabbalat Shabbat. And this is a piyut. So, um, so we also have a beautiful arrangement of this in our album. And maybe uh, we'll sing also a part of it. That would be great. Makes me wish that Friday night were coming even sooner. So we're going to wrap up soon. The album is out. And now, how are you getting it out there? Are there performances? Are we going to be seeing you in anywhere besides Israel, maybe? Tell us about that. So first of all, Baruch Hashem, performances in Israel, thank God, uh, are coming in. And we have lots of them. And especially now we're preparing already uh, for the performances of Chodesh Elul and uh, towards Aseret uh, Yemei Tshuva and Yom Kippur, we have a beautiful performance. Wait, I'm just going to interrupt and say, so right, all the month of September, the, the month before the high holidays is a big preparation month in that sense. So you'll be performing. And we also have performances still. Yeah. Like we have summer performances. Mm-hmm. We have July and August, some performances, some Kabbalah Shabbat that we are having mm-hmm. in Jerusalem and other, some private events, private events and some Concerts that are open to the to the crowd. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. And um, hopefully after the holidays, uh, we're gonna have more time to invest in this project in Saftuna and like performing uh, uh, in different places. Hopefully, 
Uh, we're very uh, looking forward to be doing more of this. It was a, an amazing, super exciting uh, and, and, and touching performance on Sunday. We were like overwhelmed with joy and with beautiful people that came to celebrate with us. We had 200 people in Musalala on the rooftop of, of the Cloud Building in Jerusalem. It was insane. And people were actually standing up and dancing to Piyuti. Isn't yeah. this amazing? <laughs> and sitting down and singing the Piyuti. It was yeah. just like, they're, they're the best audience yeah. ever. <laughs> we're going to link to any, any information that you have about where your performances are now and upcoming. We can do that for this podcast. Um, I think it's a really fascinating thing to be able to introduce different kinds of music to crowds that either expect it or don't expect it. I mean, that's that's music, right? That's the whole concept of uh, of music and listening to it for what it is. We actually had in our uh, concert on Sunday, we had two tourists from Sweden, I think. They knew nothing, no zero words in Hebrew, but they were just like sitting there enjoying it so much. <laughs> and it's really, it's like a different, it's a different way of communication music. We also have our podcast, Chani and I, it's called Al Savtuna and it's talking about the album. Uh, we're, we're talking about the beauty team and we're, we're mentioning where they come from and who wrote them and what, what are the different, uh, values that come from those beauty team or that are mentioned there. And, and we're relating that to our family story, to our grandmothers and what we take from them, uh, and how we want to remember them. And that's like our, our, each, each piyute that we released has an, uh, an episode. So now we're working still on the few that we haven't released uh, individually. So we're gonna still have them going on till the holidays, uh, God willing. But uh, yeah, we already have six episodes up or seven. Yeah. So we will, we will link to the podcast as well for our Hebrew listeners, for our Hebrew speaking listeners. Uh, and even not, you can just, I imagine it's just sometimes fun to hear what you're talking about in the other language that you speak. So that's also good. Well, Yahalan Shani Lachmish, it has been really a pleasure to have you on The Times Will Tell. We look forward to hearing more from you and uh, to listening to everything that you have to say and sing as time goes on. So thank you. Toda Ova. pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to Times Will Tell from the Times of Israel. And thanks to our producer, Gilad Brownstein. Please subscribe wherever you find your podcast and check out our daily briefing news show every Sunday through Thursday. Like what you hear? Consider rating us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to spread the word. Until next week. Shalom. Shalom.